This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. I might sound like a broken record at this point, but we will accept it. A very happy Victory Monday to all of you. Nebraska comes out on top. They defeat Rutgers 14-13 in a rock fight. We'll get into it. Because a lot to process from this one. Nebraska now wins two straight games in the Big Ten atop the Big Ten West. Now they sit at 500 on the season at 3-3. Three and three. Lots to discuss. My name is Nate Brennan. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet. You're listening to On the Block, 402-464-5685. Start our name and text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. It's Hot Take Monday. It's Knee Jerk Reaction Monday. Whatever your takeaway is from this game, I want to hear it. If Nebraska's going to win the Big Ten West, let me know. If Nebraska doesn't win another game, let me know. We're going to break it all down. We're going to give our opinions. As always, we want to hear from you guys. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter as well. See what's going on here in studio and see wherever Strick is because he will officially be back tomorrow in studio. We definitely miss having him around, but he'll be back tomorrow. So still a little remote action, but as always, he's here. So we'll bring him in. Strick, what's going on? Strick, you muted. Uh, you go to hang out and you get back into town, hanging out with Terrence Badgett, with good old oh, yeah. college friend of mine. And uh, on my way home, lo and behold, one of my tires just blew. Oh. And so, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the only thing that's keeping me from being in Lincoln today. But um, it's a beautiful day again, man. Yeah, it's it good is. to be back in Nebraska. It's good to be in your own bed. You know how that is. You know, oh, yeah. put your feet up and watch your own team. <laughs> so those are some good things. Yeah. Now, Strick, did you uh, did you end up here? Did you, uh, is that me or is that oh, your that's son? Me. Okay, I never know. That was me. Oh. It was a yeah. It was a uh, a little football background action. That's what we're doing. We're doing a lot of research today. There's a lot going on. A lot going on in the Big Ten too. Uh, I'll ask you before we get into Nebraska Rutgers talk. Did you change the tire on your own? Did you did you pull over on the side of the road and change your tire? It was kind of dusky out, and so I just uh, said I'll I'll get a um. I it, it was going to be better to just go ahead and get a guy to tow it, just tow it down to the discount tire, and uh, have them to go ahead and change it on site. So now, yeah, have you I'm changed the tire? Yeah, yeah. Right. I can change the tire. <laughs> no, I was just wondering. I don't but, know. but the issue is, is it, you know, when I bought the car, they put locks on it, but they didn't give me the freaking um. So it was going to have to be broken anyway. So I would have still been a struggle. Oh, well, I guess then, yeah, it's really do too much for you. Well, that's just kind of how it goes. 402-464-5685. Again, Honda, Lincoln Outline, Saturday name, text line. We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Strick, I'll go ahead and kick it off and get what some of your thoughts on this because I, as we normally do after big wins, losses, whatever it may be, I like to kind of get a grasp of where the fan base is at. And I like to try and – Maybe help, hopefully be a little bit of a voice for the fan, just kind of bring it all together uh, and put it all kind of on the airwaves. 
And there is something that happened after the win that really blows my mind. And that's why I want to hear from some of the fans, some of the people that listen, because I was going on Twitter and I was kind of just checking out what people were saying. And so many people were critical of the outcome. And it just genuinely, I still can't grasp how with the current state of the program, where last year you go three and nine, you, you legitimately win one game in the big 10. Now was your you schedule all the close ones. Right, right. And your, your schedule was more difficult last year. I understand all of that, but okay, let's talk about the beginning of this year. We can throw last year out the window. You start against Northwestern who has proven to be probably the worst team in the big 10. You lose to them in Ireland, the biggest game of the of to start the season, week zero, whatever it is. You barely get by North Dakota. Now the the, the scoreboard is going to tell a different story, but as we know as Husker fans, we saw that game. You barely got by North Dakota. You followed up by losing to Georgia Southern and getting blown out against Oklahoma, who is now three and three and looks like they might not win another game for the rest of this season. You end up firing your head coach. You fire your defensive coordinator. Tons of moving pieces. And now somehow, some way, despite everything that has happened, whether you want to bring in the Frost regime or you want to talk about the beginning of this season, you find yourself winning back-to-back Big Ten games. And not only winning, Strick, I'm going to bring up what you said. Because I think a lot of the frustration with Nebraska fans with last year's team, and you can talk about this year too because you can throw in Northwestern and Georgia Southern into that mix, is when you get in a close game, when you get in a rock fight, when it's ground and pound, you got to show some grit, you got to win the football game. Nebraska, guess what they do? Every single time they roll over and lose. Every time. And I'm going to tell you right now, that Rutgers game, Nebraska went down 13 to nothing, and I said, at halftime, this is done. I can't believe they're doing this again. And guess what? Nebraska showed grit, resilience, and toughness, something that we have not seen Nebraska football do, and I don't even know how long. Whatever you want to classify Nebraska's struggles from beginning to now, they did the opposite. And I don't care if it was Rutgers. It's a Friday night primetime game. You're on the road in the Big Ten. I don't care who you play. You can throw Northwestern into that category. It's tough to play a road game on a Friday night in primetime. I don't care what the team is. I don't care. And the fact that Nebraska is now sitting at the top of the Big Ten West, I don't care who your opponent is. I genuinely, legitimately do not care. You want a close game, and you want a game where you had to show grit and resilience because you were down 13 to nothing at halftime, and despite everything that has happened this season, you won and you showed up when it mattered most. There's no other way I can possibly spin this than as a positive. The outcome of the game is exactly what we said, Strick. We said Rutgers has a good defense. It's going to be tough to score. Guess what? Rutgers has a good defense. It was tough to score. Rutgers' offense is going to struggle, and the Black Shirts are going to have to make a statement. Guess what? Their offense struggled in the second half, and the likes of Garrett Nelson, Luke Reimer, O'Shawn Mathis got in there with the sack too. The Black Shirts showed up. I cannot yeah. possibly spin this any negative whatsoever. I'm proud of Nebraska. We sit here now at 500, and I'm going to tell you what, Strick, there's a lot of hope going into this Purdue game. A lot. And I'm ready for Purdue, and I, I, had to, I just had to rant a little bit, Strick, and I want to get your thoughts because I saw that, and I, I, I'll be completely honest, I got incredibly frustrated. Well, of course. I mean, it is very frustrating. And, and I say it like this. I say you had 
every reason if you were the same mental stated team of a Nebraska Cornhusker of the past to want to turn it in on the road yes. and give up. Yes. You could have went in at halftime. The, it could have been a stale uh, conversation to the players there and just came out, made no adjustments, did the same things, kind of trudged along and then ended up losing the game 13 to nine. Right. 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 But you, you, you turn the ball over, which I said was a key. You can't go on the road and turn the ball over. We had two interceptions. That that was a problem. Then you you uh, give them the field position situation, which was a problem. And then uh, you know you did a good job of limiting and and you know not ultimately giving up crazy big plays. It was pretty equal across the board from the passing as well as on both sides. And, you know, they rushed a little bit, but a lot of that was in the first quarter because we know in the second half, they only had 84 yards total in the whole second half in a complete shutout. So, therefore, it tells me a lot about the resilience of this team. It tells you a lot about the changes that were made. You see a rush from freaking Anthony Grant, who was struggling. 19 carries for only 47 yards, a 2.5 average. He could have given up. You saw a, a, a little, you know, side uh, outlet on his. I don't think it was a screen, <laughs> but it was a little dump off. Yes, and he literally pummels the defense. Set he the tone. Just, that sets a tone. All of those things going for you, going against you, and then at the end of the day, when it was time, when you only started yes. the season yes. with four sacks, it's time to make a play. You get three interceptions. That changes the uh, the whole outcome of this game. So that is something that you just can't. And then to total it and to end it off, you've lost five of the last three points or under games. You've lost. Now you win one. Mm. That can change yes. your whole mentality going forward. That gives that thing just jumps off the weight that you carry. It just feels like heavy backpacks walking up, you know, the the freaking Mount Everest, right? Just it was so heavy. But at the end of the day, you pulled it off. And I don't care what you say. We said this a long time ago. When you look up at the end of the day, it's not what you did. It's how you finish. And right now you're at the top of the Big Ten West. I don't care how bad it looks. You're at the top. If you can go in and finish it off and do what you're supposed to the rest of these games, you've got a chance to make noise. And I think the biggest thing, too, or one of the biggest things as well, Strick, when I look at this game and how it played out, it it, it was a tough, grinded-out win. Like, no matter yeah. which way you want to slice it, that's how the game ended up. And, and there's another game that I really had my eye on in the Big Ten, and that was Illinois and Iowa. Ends a nine to six football game. That's how you win in the Big Ten West. Like the way that Nebraska won, and and yes, it's Rutgers, and, and yes, Rutgers historically is not a good football program. I don't care. Like that, how Nebraska won is how you win in the Big Ten West. You can look at the Iowas, the Minnesotas, the Wisconsin's, all these teams that have been successful. That's how you win. In Nebraska, mm-hmm. you brought it up, Strick. Every single time Nebraska's in a situation like that, every single time Nebraska needs to make a big play, needs to have a big stop, needs something to go their way to win a tight ball game, they always 
found a way to lose. But now you found a way to win. And I just it just blows my mind. And maybe I'm off. You guys can let me know. 402-464-5685. I just I genuinely don't understand how as a Nebraska fan you can possibly look at this game and spin it as a negative. Like I just I I I can't I, I can't process it. I don't get it. Because if Nebraska is eight, nine, ten win football team, top of the Big Ten West every year, sure, fine. Maybe a one win game against Rutgers is a little bit frustrating. That's not the reality of the program. That isn't the reality. That's not where Nebraska's at. And it's t- it's tough to hear, and it hurts, and it sucks. But guess what? A grinded out one point win against Rutgers, that's a quality win. And Strick, you talk yeah. about it too. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, yeah. and this is a yeah. start. It's all part of the game of lessons, right? There's no better way, no better team, which is a strong, staunch defensive team, to have to grind it out when it's not going to be easy to get yards, when you're going to have to rely on the defense to right. maybe turn the field, when you're going to have to do something with the special teams. It's somewhere it needed to happen. And it happened to happen on the defensive side of the ball, which is which which when you look at it in totality from the early start, that was something that you really couldn't rely on. You you so so now this defensive unit has inspired. They were able to do something, which is hold this team scoreless the rest of the game. Yes, you're looking like yeah. it was going. I mean, all of those things bode well for him. I mean, you saw that he had a guy. Had I, I think it was uh, I want to say it was either Caleb Turner or, or no it was Garrett Nelson or somebody that came around the end that just got enough of him with the arm to cause that throw to go errant where it was p- picked off and intercepted to close mm-hmm. out the game. That's the kind of th- listen that whole situation could have changed if it would have been like the old team right. where they were just freaking the it's the same team but the old unit right. mentality where they just allowed him time like they gave freaking everybody before this game time to sit back there peep out everything look and scope and take their time and cook uh nacho cheese and a freaking uh a ramen noodle sandwich or whatever you want to freaking call it <laughs> they they were able to cook whatever they was able to cook back there and take all the time they want to pick it out it didn't happen they made a play and that's what you want to see yes. man you just want to see progression again I hate that the you know, fans look at this. Yes, everybody wants to blow out because it eases the spirit. It eases the tension. Yes, you want a game like that. But at the end of the day, these lessons learned along the way as you progress up yes. the strength of schedule. Because now this is going to be another tough challenge. You're on the it road. Is. Purdue, they can't run the ball to save their lives. So you won't want to be giving up a lot of rush yards. You want Aiden O'Connell to throw it. I'm hoping they scheme around basically bend but don't break mentality. That's what I'm hoping they do. Don't give up the big plays again. Mm. Let them freaking try to pass it around, get some pressure. You're going to be able to pin your ears back and then get make things happen as well on the defensive side of the ball. It, That's what I'm hoping for. And it's a progression because then you're going to face a tough right. Illinois team. Right. Illinois is not an easy win. Bielema's got those guys playing some great football right now. That's going to be when you want to start peaking 
as you also get ready to face the, the latter half of that going into the uh, the big house as well as with Wisconsin and, and Iowa. Yeah, it's crazy strict that you bring up Illinois because Illinois now find, finds themselves ranked, which I, you wouldn't have been able to tell me that before the season, but here we are. We're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline where we have Sean. Sean, what's on your mind? It's uh, on my mind. I Sadly, I missed the game on Saturday, but I listened very closely. And I've got to say I have a couple of co-workers that are Michigan fans that are like, oh, Nebraska just barely beat him, just barely beat him. It's like Vin Diesel said, it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or you win by a mile. Winning is winning. Yeah, I completely agree, Sean. That's what I've been telling people. I agree. Every team freaking has those situations, Nate. Yeah. Every yeah, team Sean, has we, a situation Sean, where we appreciate the call. they have a, an off night and a bad night. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things, Nate, that um, you just got to figure out how to win them. And right, the other thing you can't be the Chicago Bulls and go 72 and 10, or you can't be, uh, you know, Golden State. Don't think that they have close games, too. It's there's nights where things happen, turnovers or whatever, something happens. That was the thing that you hope you don't do on the road that puts you in a bad predicament. But at the same time, if you can win those games, just look at, uh, just think about how many close games you have to win in order to become a champion. That's why, that's what makes Alabama so good. It ain't that Alabama doesn't struggle. They struggled with a Texas A&M team. Right. That looked bad on different, you know, quarterback situations happen, different things. Like Bryce Young is a phenomenal quarterback. I think if you're down 28 points, Bryce Young has a chance in their mind to win that freaking game. We've seen it in the past. So that's the thing. I, I think they're just learning lessons that ultimately make you a better team at the end of the day. Knowing that you can do that breeds confidence going forward, that you're capable mm. as opposed to the worry, the thought, the fret of the possibility of losing those games continuously. Now you won two. You've got a lot of freaking barriers you just burst through. You yes. won two in a row that you hadn't done since 2018. You now you beat them in the uniforms that they last won in at their mm-hmm. at their own home. You you freaking um uh you won a close game that you hadn't freaking done <laughs> right for almost three years. Yeah, you got so it's it's just one of those things, man. It's a great lesson to learn, and no better time to do it than than last week. And I, I think something else to point out too, and and I'll bring up Sean how he said he has some Michigan fans said, oh, he only won by one point. Well, guess what? I will take those jokes. I will take that every day of the week if it means that Nebraska got a win. Because <laughs> the thing is, is what what are we here last year? Oh, like the greatest three and nine football team of all time. Like that's a joke. Well. Guess what? That was what Nebraska was. And now, guess what? There was a close game that, at least from my perspective, I look at as like, oh, great, here we go again. Like, there's just going to be another close game that Nebraska loses. Well, I'll take that one-point win every day of the week because, as Sean said, you know what that looks like on the column, the win-loss column? A W. When was the last time Scott Frost? When was the last time Scott Frost was over 500? Ooh. Mickey Joseph right now is over 500. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, mean I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. The thing is, yeah. because Scott Frost lost his first game at Nebraska. I don't know if Scott Frost was ever over 500. 
I, I think text I line, think help me out. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Was Scott Frost during his tenure at Nebraska ever over five hundred? Yeah, I. That, that's a great question, and it's one I'd like to know. Listen, they've got to believe when they go into Purdue that they can win that game. Yeah. If two, why not three? That's the. I mean, why, why, why not? Why not three? Each game has its own little uh, game within its game. And for you, why not three in a row? He said, uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Kumpf out off uh, the Facebook uh, stream said, no, he went 0-6 to start at Nebraska. So Scott Frost at no point in time was ever over 500. Or no, Houston Pepper Champion says his second year he was, had game day against Ohio State that year. So I guess if you look at during a season, there was one point where he was over 500. But during his coaching career at Nebraska, at no point in time was he over 500. That's insane because you would have think at least the first game you would go 1-0, but that's not even the case. I don't know. I, I just – Strick, we're going to get into this throughout the rest of the show because this is a, this is a great topic too, and, it, and it's something to think about because I, I looked at the, the opening line. You know, I'm, I like to look at Vegas. I like to think kind of their thoughts and see what they have. They have Nebraska as a 13.5-point underdog against Purdue. I like it. I, and the thing is – like you say, like, like why, why should Vegas, why should anyone say, okay, Nebraska is, is, is going to be the favorite? Like, what, what, what? Like, you got to prove it. And th- this, I this, I, and I tell you what, this weekend is 100% a prove it game. We're going to get into all that. First, uh, we're going to have a shorter segment coming up. We're going to break down some NFL talk throughout the weekend. Second hour, we're going to get into some more Nebraska football talk. Matt Rule fired. What does that mean for Nebraska? Cluster Johnson, two-time champion here at the University of Nebraska. He'll hop on, give us some of his thoughts. We'll have a little crossover action with the guy from old school. All that coming up right here on the block, 93.7 The Ticket.